Welcome back, listeners. Thank you for being here. Uh, today I wanted to touch touch a little bit in on the idea of gentleness and humor as, as I've come to think of them as a kind of a power couple. Gentleness and humor. Power couple. And what I mean is, from my own experience, I've noticed with a little gentleness and a little humor, I'm more likely to remain curious. I'm more likely to get to my cushion for my personal meditation practice. And also a reminder here that that this practice of meditation is not about getting anything right or doing anything right. It's really just about getting to your cushion and doing your practice literally sitting comfortably connecting with your breath noticing what's arising acknowledging what's arising and returning our attention back to the breath and we can really set the intention to not make such a big deal out of it right there's nothing magical happening there's nothing mystical happening. What's happening is, well, generally speaking, we're taking time to be with ourselves, to be in a moment. And in that moment to train in actually becoming clear about what's actually happening. I'll give you an example, which I like to do as I remember them, when in everyday living, right? Post-meditation practice, we call it. So the other day I was in my office, actually it was today, and my electric toothbrush needed to be charged. And I have a charger in my office, like I'm sure so many of you do. And I also have, you know, children that come and go in our house and in our lives are older now. So they come and they go and they borrow things and they don't always put them back. So that's just a fact. And today, you know, I got in my office and I just plugged my electric toothbrush in and I couldn't find, I couldn't find my cord, couldn't find my charger. And I think for about, oh, I don't know. I didn't count, but maybe like five seconds, I kind of looked for it like a superficial pass, glanced around. And in the next five seconds, I went right to blame. I went right in my mind, right? Right to, uh, all right, I bet it was, I bet it was my middle child. I bet he came in late and his phone was dead. He just grabbed it. Or maybe it was my youngest child. He was here earlier. And, you know, all this is going on. And I can feel myself getting angry about, people using my things and not putting them back. And then when I want to use it, I can't find it. And then I get resentful, right? But there was also a flash of humor. It's like, I could see myself shifting from just looking for the thing that was missing to looking for the thing that was missing while getting angry and a little heated in my mind. And once I saw what was happening, 
once I could feel what was happening in my body, like I was getting a little tense, I had a little humor about it. Like, I, you know, it's not such a big deal. I'll either find it or I'll ask one of my kids. And then I will hopefully, respectfully remind them <laughs> to put things back. But here's the deal, right? They didn't take it. I had unplugged it and moved it because I had dusted my desk and I did a real thorough cleaning. I unplugged it, I moved it, I put it in a basket right there, and it was me. But that's just, I think, a good example of an everyday moment where one thing turns into another or we add something onto experience that's already happening. In my case, just looking for something that was lost and then going right to blame, <laughs> right? How many times have you not been able to find your, your car keys or the dog poop bags, right? Things aren't where we left them. And so we think, well, so-and-so must have walked the dogs and left the, the bags in their pocket or this child brought my car and left the keys in their jacket and where's their jacket, right? When really we could just look and take a minute And because we're human and it's, it's already challenging enough and we're all doing our best, we could hold our experience of being human with some gentleness, recognizing we are doing our best, recognizing that we are willing to take a look and to evolve and to grow and to keep changing, to try not to become so stuck. And humor helps. I think humor and curiosity, I'll add that in. Just two keys to unlocking stuckness, I think. So let's take a couple minutes here to practice and take a comfortable seat. Might take a nice deep breath in and a long breath out, mouth or nose. And I like to just, before step two, just kind of check in and notice how you feel. Whether you feel tense, kind of edgy, distracted, maybe a little tired, checked out, low energy. And whatever you notice about how you're feeling, just let it be there. Not pushing it away and just recognizing that it's there. Once you've placed your attention on the sensation of your breath, where you feel it, we'll spend the next two minutes just Noticing what arises, whether that's distraction of thought or sound or sensation. Just labeling those experiences as thinking and returning attention back to our breath. Let's begin.
Inhale, a deep breath in. Exhale, slow breath out. Once again, noticing how you feel without judgment, without any kind of bias or preference, just a noticing. Blink your eyes open if they were closed, lift your gaze if it was lowered. And bring some gentle movement to your toes, your fingers, your nose, your eyebrows, the jaw. And maybe for the rest of your day, your evening, be a little curious about noticing when you add something to a situation that doesn't need to be there or isn't helpful. I'm remembering back to my experience of not finding my, my power cord and just going right to blame within 10 seconds. And when you discover this, could you meet that with some gentleness and some humor just oh yeah oh human quick to judge quick to blame maybe and just be a little tender about it a little gentle about it and and come back to task find the charger don't find the charger right if you don't find it ask around and if someone has it remind them just to return it, put it back to where it was. Thank you for being here. We'll sit again soon. Be well.